Welcome to Axiom Wellness, a place to learn and explore wellness from a variety of angles, from frequency to essential oils and spiritual help. My purpose here is to teach and empower you how to take better care of yourself using tools like intuition, crystals, essential oils, and a variety of personal development skills I've collected and used over the years. My goal is to empower you to find your passion, invest in yourself, and learn to let go. Disclaimer, I want to start out by saying I'm not a doctor, pharmacist, nor am I giving medical advice. I'm not an expert. This podcast was created for informational purposes only and is not to be received as professional advice in regards to health or any other field. In other words, these are my opinions and strategies I have used to encourage my own wellness over the years. I urge you not to disregard medical advice or health professionals. There is no shame to seek out help when you need it. I'm a certified aromatherapist, but ultimately what I'm telling you is how I hit my own personal health in a variety of ways to keep me above the wellness line. Please, please, please check with your medical professional or pharmacist before starting anything new. Building Intuition I started this podcast as a way to share all the knowledge stuck in my head. What I realized today while creating this episode is that it's really a way for me to provide others what up until recently I didn't have. I don't have a lot of people who I trust to guide me on this weird journey. People have popped in here and there to introduce a new concept, but no one's really ever been like a long-term mentor for me. That is what I want to provide for each of you. I don't have all the answers. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I say things that aren't always okay in these shifting times, but I will always be 100% open, honest, and authentic with you about my feelings, opinions, and how I teach. As I grow and develop my own intuition while learning new tools, I realize that along the way, Through many generations, much of our magic and enchantment has been lost. As a race, we have a constant drive to learn more, improve upon what we've learned. Often, we forget the basis of this important knowledge, such as the magic in crystals and the medicinal healing in plants, or how to stay in tune with our own intuition. As newly enlightened generations delve more into how healing can take place with our own body, sound, plants, and crystals, we begin to unwrap a multitude of generational knowledge. This is why I find it so important to teach right now. We heavily rely upon technology, and that isn't always a bad thing. I think we can use technology as a background noise as a way to hack the magical, spiritual, and psychic systems. Of course, I also urge you to be more open to ways that help you move off the page, the phone, or computer, and back here into reality. Before we even start talking about intuition, I need to back up and define a few things, like what the term psychic, medium, empath, or intuition even mean. What is a psychic? A psychic is someone who is sensitive to energy, uses their intuitive ability, and or some type of physical objects like the tarot, oracle cards, or angel cards to tell about the past, present, and future events of their subjects. I believe everyone has and can use their psychic abilities. Some may be more adept in tuning in, 
but everyone can develop it. To understand how a psychic receives information, you need to know about the seven clairs of psychic ability. Not every psychic is strong in all seven. Most have one that's very developed and one to two that are strong, but we really use all seven of them in some way. Clair audience is clear hearing, meaning you can hear words, phrases, sounds, or music in your mind's eye or head. However, it's not just hearing spirit. It could be a perfectly timed song with the words you needed to hear in that exact moment. Or your ears are getting hot. They're ringing. You hear bangs on the wall for no reason. Or maybe you're thinking of a loved one and that one song that you have for them comes on. Some psychics need to hear your voice before they can like have their psychic intuition kick in. Clear audience comes in a variety of forms. It's actually pretty common. Clairvoyance is seeing clearly the ability to see images of the past, present, and future, which flash through your mind's eye, much like a dream or a mini movie. Clairvoyants often have vivid dreams that come true. Remote viewers, seers, or readers, and even being drawn to angel numbers can all fall under this type of Claire. Claire salience. This means clear smelling. This is being able to smell odors that don't have any kind of physical source. Instances of this could be smelling perfume, food, beauty products, or cigarette smoke of a deceased relative, which is used as a sign of their presence around you. This is somewhat rare, although I've been hearing more and more about it recently. Claire Gustans, meaning clear tasting. This is the ability to taste something that isn't actually there. This experience often comes from out of the blue, when a deceased loved one is attempting to communicate a memory or association we have with a particular food or beverage that reminds us of them. This is pretty rare. Clear sentience, meaning clear feeling. This entails feeling a person's or spirits, emotions, or feeling another's physical pain. Many of us are clairsentient without consciously being aware of it. Doctors, mothers, investors all use this. When we get a strong gut feeling, positive or negative, about someone we just met, or we get the chills for no apparent reason, we may be tuning into the emotional energy of a person or spirit around us. When we are highly sensitive and are in tune with not only our own feelings, but also the feelings of others, this makes us natural healers and caregivers. When I am giving readings, I oftentimes have a spirit show me via discomfort how they've passed, and that is clear sentience. Again, this is rather common. Clear cognizance is clear knowing. It's the ability to just know important or relevant information. It's when a thought just pops into your head, like when you're having a conversation with a friend who's telling you a story about work and bam, you just know she's pregnant. Another example of this would be a premonition, a forewarning of something that will happen in the future, or possibly even having a dream that gives you information about the future also known as mother's intuition. Clear cognizance requires tremendous faith because there's often no practical explanation as to why we suddenly know something. 
I now use a sense to confirm the right way for me to go when synchronicities start happening to me. This is also, again, a very common one. Clear tangency is clear sense of touch. It's also known as psychometry, something that happens to be one of my absolute favorite things. It's when you touch something and receive psychic information from it. This clair can combine a few different skills together, such as claircognizance and clairvoyance, or even all of them in some way. But the only way to receive this information is via touch. Touch is what sets off the influx of information. Clear empathy is a clear emotional feeling where you detect psychic information through your emotions. This is a subtle psychic sense as it's easy to confuse with being an empath. I'd say the vast majority of folks who are spiritual or a psychic identify as an empath, but this is different from that. It's actually being able to feel the emotions of others in advance of people who are not near you and you're not currently communicating with. As a medium, I connect with this often to sense the spirit's mental state before they left this world, or during tarot to validate your childhood or how you will feel emotionally if X, Y, or Z does take place. After reading about the eight clears, what do you think? Could you be psychic? What is a medium? A medium uses their psychic and intuitive abilities, aka the clairs, to connect to the past, present, and future events by tuning into spirit energy that surrounds the person being read. The number one thing you need to know is all mediums are psychics, but not all psychics are mediums. You may wonder if you're a medium because you had that one dream about your grandmother after she passed, or saw a spirit out of the corner of your eye, or heard a disembodied voice one night. Again, much like a psychic, we all have this skill, we just need to tune into it a bit more than others. If you can say yes to five of these, you're most likely a medium. 1. You've always had very vivid dreams or have had frequent nightmares. 2. You remember seeing things, people, shadows, or lights as a kid, probably between the ages of 2 and 6. You're extremely creative and imaginative, or you had imaginary friends. 4. You have many synchronicities that happen. 5. You always felt different, didn't fit into the neat box that others seem to easily do. 6. You've heard voices or someone calling your name when no one is there. Seven, you give the best advice and you don't even know where it comes from. Eight, you're fascinated by anything paranormal. Nine, you feel someone is there when no one actually is. Ten, you question everything. Eleven, you deal with depression and anxiety that comes and goes out of the blue. 12. You see sparkles, lights, shadows, and you just know things about others or their family. 13. You are afraid of the dark or have slept with the TV, music, or meditations playing. 14. You have problems with electronics, watches die, batteries drain quicker than expected. Did you have five or more? How about more than eight? Did any of this surprise you? So did any of that surprise you? Were you like, oh my goodness, that's a thing? Listen, it's just some test I found somewhere years ago. It doesn't mean you are or you aren't just because you didn't get five. I just thought it was something fun to include. Moving on to our next piece, let's learn about what an empath is. 
It's such a hard thing to define these types of words. So what is an empath? According to Christine Northrup, MD, she says, empaths interact with the world differently, even an extremely compassionate person. Empaths sense the true energy of a person, even when they try to hide their unseen pain or sadness. You know you're an empath when strangers tell you their story, no matter where you are, like a public bathroom or a supermarket aisle, end quote. If you're really questioning whether or not you're an empath, you probably are, but there's a great little empath quiz you can take at www.empathtest.com. In the description of this episode, you will find all of the links I mention. The definition most people use for an empath is that they feel what others are feeling, that they perhaps cry at TV commercials, and both those things are true for a compassionate type of empath. However, I've identified 13 different types or categories of empaths in my research. An empath is a person who can understand, feel, or sense another person's happiness or sadness within their own body, generally speaking. It may be difficult to tell if you're feeling your own emotions or someone else's. You may have the innate ability to deeply understand the people around you, as well as the people you are Fronted with. You may perceive the underlying motivations of other people's actions, their intentions, and their desires. You may have the ability to take on the physical, emotional, and spiritual pain that others carry with them. Maybe more precisely, you literally embody what is going on for other people in the energy around them. According to Judith Orloff, MD, an expert in this field, the top 10 traits of an empath are being highly sensitive, being a nurturer, absorbing other people's emotions, an introvert, highly intuitive, needing alone time to recharge, feeling overwhelmed in intimate relationships, a target for energy vampires, being replenished in nature, highly tuned senses that can be frayed by too much stimulation, and they have huge hearts but give too much sometimes. But that's not it. Those are just some of the general qualities. There are actually 13 different types of categories for empaths. The link for that blog I'm talking about is in the episode description. What is intuition? Intuition is defined as the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning or as a thing that one knows or considers an instinctive feeling rather than conscious reasoning. We've all heard, but do we really know what intuition is? Many connect it to like mother's intuition or that gut feeling that is certainly part of it. Although I feel as though intuition is like a muscle. The more we use it, the stronger it gets. I think of intuition like a spider's web. I'm in the center and the web keeps me connected to my five senses, my eight clairs, and all that is beyond that. It spreads out into the universe and sends vibrations back via this web to let me know which move to make next. Big waves are a yes and smaller abrupt ones are a no. Everyone has intuition, but someone who sees auras, communicates with spirits, or uses divinatory tools like tarot runes or a pendulum may be more dialed into their own intuition. You know who else may be dialed in? Someone who receives information about other people or situations and listens to what they were given. 
someone who gets the signs and puts action behind those signs. Doing these exercises can help you to flex that intuitive muscle. The more you do it, the easier it is, not to mention you start developing your own techniques and it's like a psychic dictionary as I call it. Here are a few ways where you can listen to your intuition or perhaps ignore your intuition, real life things that are happening here, okay? You're considering leaving a toxic job. You ask yourself, should I do this? And in your head, you hear a resounding yes. You hear this yes and know this is what needs to happen. You're following your intuition. Example number two, you meet Emily through mutual friends. They all adore her, hang on her every word, and you're really not so sure why they do that. You cannot stand Emily. You get this awful feeling about her, but instead of staying away from her, you override that intuitive feeling and you befriend her too. You think to yourself, all my friends can't possibly be wrong. It must be me. Sometime later, you realize Emily is not a good person. She creates issues and drama for her own enjoyment. She ruins relationships and turns people against each other. You think to yourself, I should have listened to my gut. The more you listen to your gut, the better you get at sensing you are being given the correct information. Okay. Now that I've defined and given you some base knowledge, let's jump into some of the more fun stuff. Over last year, I've been doing some intuitive exercises with my community on my Psychic Facebook page. I thought that it might be something you all may enjoy too, and boom, this week's podcast was born. This will require some extracurricular work by opening up another page on your phone or jumping on the computer. As you now know, there are several ways information can be obtained psychically. The recap is you can obtain the answer when you tap in, i.e. using your intuition by using energy, aka psychometry, feeling the answer, which is clairsentience, just knowing the answer, claircognizance, hearing the answer, which is clairaudience, seeing the answer, aka clairvoyance. Maybe you taste it, which is clairgustance. Perhaps you can smell it, aka clairalliance, or listen for the answer I send you, which is telepathy. You can also use divination with a pendulum. Here's what I want you to do. Go to my website, axiom.wellness.com forward slash exercises. Look at the picture on that page. Ask yourself, which item did Danielle choose? Listen for the answer. Write it down. Then, put your hand over each item and see if you have a different reaction. Maybe your hand gets warm, it's cold, it's tingly. You feel a pull to one of the items. Write down those impressions. Then, close your eyes and ask, which item did I pick? and see if you can choose one that way. Write it down. You can use a pendulum or muscle testing if you know how to do that. Perhaps you have developed your own way to suss things out. I want you to use all of your senses. Start building your intuitive toolbox. Even when looking at the picture, I want you to ask yourself, what does it feel like? What does it smell like? What does it sound like? Maybe what does it taste like or look like? Share your experiences with us 
on what you feel, hear, sense, taste, etc. You can leave a comment on the website or leave me a voice memo here. At the end of the podcast, I'll tell you which item I chose. So what are some ways to actually develop intuition? You can try a couple of different ones and see which one grabs you. You can journal, meditate, pray, pay attention to your dreams, keep a dream journal, uh, or an intuitive download journal, get creative, exercise, specifically walking or running, shower, pay attention to the sudden feelings and notice your body's reactions, repetitive actions like cutting vegetables or crocheting. And the riskiest of all, ask yourself a question and listen to the answer. I'll give you several different ways to further your intuition below. Meditations can help you bring forth your abilities. I've said it before, I'll say it a million times more. Meditation doesn't have to be sitting cross-legged quietly or chanting. It can be chopping vegetables, listening to music, showering, exercising, humming, or using your creative skills. No matter what you choose, most of the time meditation calms the brain enough that if you ask questions, it will be quiet enough for you to hear, sense, feel the answers. Setting your intention to knowledge or the question before you meditate will help you zone in on what you want to know. Asking yourself questions, waiting for the answers, and then actually trusting the info that you have will help you build your intuition. There are millions of different styles on YouTube. Dana Newkirk is an amazing virtual mentor of mine who has a lovely way of showing how she truly lives her magical life via her Instagram stories. Her and her husband, Greg, have really shaped and shifted my views on the paranormal and the mystical over the last year. I included in the description of this episode her free meditation that she put out for her museum group called The Sacred Cave. You can also look at Lisa Beachy for Psychic Clarity on YouTube, The Honest Guys for Chakra Rebalancing, Joy Kinsborough for Guided Meditations for Beginners. All of the links are in the description. Asking for signs. I just have to share a wonderful experience I had today. I was looking through memories on Facebook. I saw a post from several years ago where I was thanking my cousin who had passed on for sending me a sign. I asked my family in spirit occasionally to send me messages to help me decide what to do or if I'm heading on the right path. So I decided to ask my cousin Eric, who was a huge fan of the band Tool, to play me a song to show me the answer to my question that I was seeking. I first asked him to play Schism, but then I decided that was too easy and I do hear it occasionally on the radio. I asked him to play me something else and then carried on with my morning routine. The kids and I jumped in the car and headed out for an appointment. I'd forgotten about the song request. I changed the channel and was listening to Pearl Jam. I kind of tuned it out and then suddenly realized that Stink Fish by Tool was playing. Although popular, it was still a Tool song. And just like that, friends, this is how this works. So thank you, Eric, for the answer. I'm ever so grateful that I was listening and actually using my intuitive skills. Don't be afraid to ask your loved ones in spirit for signs. Just try not to do it like every single day. Our loved ones are here to help us and guide us. Ask them for something specific. Ask them for something that's completely out of this world. Something that you would think there's no way possible they could present this. 
But the caveat to this is that you have to be open. So if you ask your grandmother to show you an eagle that you should go and take this new business opportunity, you have to be open to how that sign comes in. That's You may envision it as that sign coming in as a physical eagle flying over you. When in all reality, maybe grandma can't make that happen today. So instead, she puts the eagle trucking company on the road next to you and you look over and there's that eagle looking at you off this truck. Be open to how the signs come in. Uh, Another great example of this is I was doing um, exercises pretty frequently last year and I asked for a rainbow and I was like, it's February. I'm never going to get a rainbow. This is going to be great. Uh, I drove down um, from where I live down for about an hour and realized I passed not one, but six different signs that had rainbows on them. Were they in the shape of a traditional rainbow? No, they were rainbow colors, rainbow flags, you name it. Uh, Every rainbow in any way, shape or form is what I saw. You have to be open. That is the biggest key to all of that. Another way to get in touch with your intuitive self is to test yourself. There are a lot of ways to test yourself psychically to build intuition. These are just a few that I grabbed that I have personally worked for me. Grab the nearest book to you. Ask the universe to provide you with a piece of advice. Then turn to page 18 and find line four. You're welcome. You can set up remote viewing experiments with someone else. Remote viewing is when one person knows what the target is and the other person tries to hone in on what that target is by giving as many details as possible. I love doing remote viewing sessions as it's a way to really use all of your psychic senses. So an example of this is friend A draws a house with a flower garden next to it on a piece of paper. Friend B has no idea what friend A has drawn on the piece of paper. They sit separately so that they can't see each other. Uh, That way, you know, you're not tainted by what the person drew on the paper. Person B gets their own piece of paper and writes whatever they feel. They use all their senses. I can smell flowers. I can hear birds. I see a house. It feels like there's wood. Write everything down that you can get. And then kind of come back together after like five minutes, ten minutes, whatever you're comfortable with. And see how much you hit and then swap and do it with the other person and draw something new. Telepathy is the mental passing of information from one person to another. Best part is it is something you can practice. Simply think of a basic color, word, number, or shape and see if a friend can then pick up on it and then swap. Simplicity is key with that one. Simplicity is key here. You don't want to be picking some random shape that nobody's going to guess. You want to stick with squares, circles, triangles. You don't want to pick a random color like even turquoise, even though people know it, it's it's obvious, but you want to stick with the basics, okay? Simple guessing games are a great way to develop your intuition. What color am I thinking of? You want to think about basic colors, like I said, red, red, yellow, green, black, white, orange, blue, purple, brown. (laughs) Pick a number one through 10. Guess which elevator is coming or the next color car you will see. 
If this style of intuition building exercises excites you, grab some Zenner cards on Amazon. You have probably seen these in older movies like Ghostbusters. They're very popular um, as a way of testing mental telepathy. If you don't have a partner in crime on your psychic adventures, you can practice with these by yourself. Just have a pile of cards face down in front of you and go through them one by one, noting your predictions, and then go back and check. The biggest piece of advice for building your intuition is acknowledging the signs when they come in. I once moved across the country purely using signs. Specifically, the final two synchronicities were hearing two songs about California. Needless to say, uh, that whim worked out for me. I have two kids, two birds, and have been married to this man for 16 years. Let's move on to a few other things you may not have considered as ways to deepen your connection. By now, I'm sure it's no surprise that essential oils come up in an episode. This list is just some of the oils to aid in increasing your psychic powers. An easy and effective way to develop intuition is to apply oils before meditation. It's effective because when you smell the oils, they go up into your sinus cavity and up into your brain very, very quickly. So literally, just by using them, you activate your senses and can develop intuition by trusting yourself, building a stronger bond and deepening the connection to your true self. Essential oils being used as a way to deepen spiritual connection isn't new. They have been used in ceremonies and religious traditions dating back to ancient times from Egypt to the Chinese. Let's make the struggle of choosing which essential oil to pick when you're trying to deepen this connection a little easier. The first question is what type of connection do you want to make? I wouldn't be exaggerating if I said essential oils make everything better, so why not combine them with intuition, right? When you use essential oils, they raise your vibration. Well, bonus, because angels and spirits vibrate so much higher than we do, oils become the perfect tie-in. So if you're wanting to connect, oils are a great way to enhance this experience. I'll give you several oils to help you in each area, but please use your own intuition as to what pulls you or what resonates with you. There are no wrong answers here. You can also check out the video in the description on how you can intuitively pull oils. The next exercise you can try is something I call notice everything. Practice being aware of what's going on around you. Be present in the moment. Most of us walk around completely unaware of what's really going on around us. Our intuition gives us subtle signs and messages all day long. We often let them float away unrecognized. Intuition requires us to focus, be present, and yet tune out the unnecessary at the same time. The next exercise is called decalcifying the pineal gland. The pineal gland is a small gland located in the brain that is responsible for the production of melatonin. Low melatonin release has been associated with the disruption of circadian rhythm, aging, headaches, stroke, certain cancers like breast and prostate, Alzheimer's, schizophrenia, and fluoride exposure. It is often cited that researchers found a connection between fluoride and pineal calcification. Fluoride is a naturally occurring mineral that is often put into water to help stop tooth decay. It also happens to be a neurotoxin. Healthline.com reports, fluoride is naturally attracted to calcium. And some researchers believe increased fluorinated 
leads to increased pineal calcifications. A 2019 animal study trusted source in rats found those who were placed on fluoride-free diet for four to eight weeks experienced greater increase in the numbers of pineal gland cells compared to those who consumed fluorinated food and drinking water. So how do we start to decalcify our pineal gland? One, stop drinking fluorinated water. Tap or bottled. The most accurate list of bottled water tested for fluoride is on thetruthaboutfluoride.com. You can see the full link in the description. Two, block blue light. There are supplements and glasses to help with this. Three, eat organic or as close to organic as possible. Four, use toothpaste without fluoride. Uh, you can try something like a thieves whitening toothpaste. Five, ditch your nonstick cookware and other PFCs. Six, adding in certain foods like apple cider vinegar with the mother beets iodine, chlorella, raw cacao, cod liver, omega 3 and oregano oil. Think essential oil or plant-infused olive oil. Seven, meditate, mindfulness and yoga. Eight, deep breathing like box breathing or alternative nostril breathing or progressive muscle relaxation. Nine, get out into the sunshine for 15 to 40 minutes with no sunglasses. Sunblock would be preferable too, but 40 minutes is a long time for some people's skin. Or supplement with a liquid vitamin D3 and K2, 690 MCG per day. Take vitamin B12 or Super B. Please check with your doctor before starting any supplement. 10. Exercise. 11. Reduce your stress. 12. Reduce refined sugar, flour, vegetable oils, and processed foods. I think it's no surprise that choosing healthy foods, exercising, and reducing stress is helpful to heal the body. How to activate the pineal gland. 1. Choose one crystal like lapis lazuli, blue kyanite, blue jasper, iolite, azurite, blue obsidian, blue tourmaline, kunzite, moldavite, celestite, lapidolite, sapphire, or sodalite are all good choices to place in between your eyes to support the pineal gland. If you don't have one of those, choose something that has a blue or indigo hue, or even clear quartz. Use what you have. Place the crystal in between your brow and set your intention to open the third eye or pineal gland and meditate for 15 to 30 minutes. You can use binaural beats or guided meditations to help. Two, try using a mudra, more specifically, the Kachari Mudra. I'm sure I said that wrong, so please excuse me. Place the tip of the tongue all the way back on the soft palate on the roof of your mouth. This is about mindfulness, intentions, and practice. You can find out more in the description section. I have a great link for this particular Mudra. Three, we talk about foods and supplements to decalcify, but those foods can also help to stimulate the pineal gland. Things like alfalfa sprouts, parsley, oregano oil, sea moss, neem oil, blue-green algae, spirulina, coconut oil, walnuts. One of the last ways I'm going to talk about today to activate your intuition is working with your chakras. It's just one more way to enhance your intuition. Bringing each chakra into balance by cleaning and clearing it helps you 
let your intuition shine. There are a lot of ways to work with chakras from yoga to Reiki and Chios energy work to crystals and of course essential oils. Again, this is a very small list I put together for one of my other classes. So I'm just going to kind of walk through it and hopefully this will kind of be helpful, helpful for you. Uh, Chakra one is the base chakra located at the bottom of the spine. Its color is red. Crystals are hematite or tiger's eye. Oils are digize, peace and calming, stress away, frankincense or valor. Affirmation is I am safe. Yoga pose is warrior one or mountain pose. Chakra two is the sacral. It is located about two inches below the belly button. Its color is orange. Its crystals are carnelian or citrine. Its oils are peace and calming, citrus fresh, stress away, frankincense, or valor. Affirmation is VAM, a yoga pose, low bridge, or cobra pose. Chakra three is the solar plexus. It is located two inches above the belly button. Its color is yellow. Its crystal is calcite. And its oils are Lemon, Citrus Fresh, Peppermint, Digize, Panaway, Raven, Frankincense, or Valor. Affirmation is Ram, Yoga Pose, Half Boat, or Boat Pose. Four is the Hot Chakra. It is obviously located in the center. Its color is light green or light pink. Its crystal is Rose Quartz. Its oils are Lavender, Stress Away, Peace and Calming, Frankincense, or Valor. Affirmation is Yam. Yoga Pose is Locust or Camel Pose. Fifth Chakra is the Throat Chakra. Its color is Blue. It is located in the center of the throat. Its crystals are Lapis, Frankincense, Thieves, Peppermint, Raven, Panaway, or Valor are its oils. Ram is the affirmation, and the yoga poses are Roaring Lion or Locust Pose. Six, the third eye chakra, located in between the eyebrows. Its color is indigo. Its crystal is amethyst. Oils are frankincense, lemon, peppermint, lavender, or valor. Affirmation is Om, and the pose is actually eye yoga. Seven, crown chakra, is located in the center at the top of the head. Its color is violet. Its crystal is clear quartz. Oils are stress away, copaiba, frankincense, lavender, or valor. Affirmation is ah, yoga poses are tree, headstand, or corpse pose. Did you do the exercise I gave you at the top of this episode? If not, you still have time to go and look at it now. Go to my website, axiom-wellness.com forward slash exercises. Look at the picture on the top of the page. Ask yourself, which item did I choose? Listen for the answer and then write it down. Did I choose the chrysocolla on the left, the green sardonyx in the middle, or the green aventurine on the right? Did you make your guess? Okay, it's time for the reveal. I chose the chrysocolla. You can find out what each of these crystals mean over on my website underneath the answer. Well, that's it. We've come to the end of the episode. Those are my top ways to connect, develop, and tune into intuition. I hope you found some helpful items here. I'll talk to you all soon. Yay! Thank you for joining me today. 
If you want to learn more about what I do or book a session, head on over to my website, www.axiom-wellness.com. Have a question? Shoot me an email at 79axiom at gmail.com. If you want to learn more about psychic development, intuition, and magical things, you can follow me over on Instagram at holistic underscore mystic underscore Danielle or on Facebook at Psychic Danielle Hughes. You can also follow me on Facebook at Axiom Wellness 79 for tips and recipes for essential oils. I hope you have a magical day.